Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Ariel Helwani, back with another edition of DC and Helwani and my friends. Once again, I know you've heard me say this before, but it's true. We got a lot to talk about. A lot going on, as always, in the world of mixed martial arts. But first, as you know, there's also a lot going on in the world of football. Yes, the National Football League. And I know many of you out there are huge NFL fans like myself. Go Bills. And that's why I can't recommend enough that you all check out Monday's edition of the ESPN Daily Podcast. The great Bill Barnwell is one of the greatest minds in football right now. And he joins my pal Pablo Torre every single Monday to recap the Sunday action. ESPN Daily, download and subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, can you also leave DC and Hawani a review? You know where to go, right? Do your thing. We appreciate it very much. All right, now on to today's program. And as always, listener discretion is advised. Now making their way to the microphone, DC and Hawani. You're such a good friend, DC. If we were in the room right now, I would hug you. Don't ever hug me. Don't ever hug me. That's where it stops, right? This is where the line's drawn. Don't you hug me, ever. Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani. Back in your life on this first week of October 2020. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Helwani. That's DC. I think last week I got it wrong. You got it wrong again two weeks in a row. All right, that's DC. Two weeks in a row. That's DC. Daniel Cormier. I'm Hawani, Area Hawani, and uh, DC. We got a lot to talk about. I just want yeah. everyone to know that we are live today. All right. They were very upset that we taped a day earlier last week. So I want to let you know that we are live on a Monday. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. That's a beautiful shirt you're wearing there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> kind of makes your shoulders look really small, though. I mean, you got to work on your posture. Like, open it up a little bit. Yeah. You got to yeah. get, you know, that's the thing. This is why people come at you, right? People don't come at me because I got big shoulders. But because you, because your shoulders are kind of droopy and you kind of fall within wow. yourself, people come at you all the time. But I'm safe. I'm trying to give you the posture that allows you to make people feel like it's not so easy to talk trash about you. That's why, like, look, see? Big old shoulders, big shoulders. Right. Who wants to talk trash way. about this guy? That's why I'm safe. I can say whatever I want, Ariel, and nobody ever comes for me because look at these shoulders. Well, I have to say, mm. I'm happy to hear that because it seemed like every day last week I opened Twitter. <laughs> oh, wait. There's someone <laughs> not only just coming at you, like not getting mad at you, but calling you names, calling you fat, dare I say. I mean, <laughs> really? What's up with that? I mean, every day, first you had Connor, then Jan, John Jones. Are you okay? No, honestly, like if we were, if we were doing a show in the studio, I don't care what you'd say. I would hug you. Cause I felt bad. I called you. I felt bad. Everyone was making fun of your weight. What was up with that? You know, you know, it's very unfortunate that people chose to make fun of me last weekend because I did nothing. I'm just an innocent bystander. I'm just a talking head. Who am I? I'm just a guy that sits in an office and talks about fights. And then these guys, they come for me. They must not be intimidated by my shoulder size, which is very crazy because generally that got me over. But man, they were all like, they were all coming for my neck last weekend. Everybody came for my neck, but it's okay. It's okay. It is what it is, Ariel. I'm going to continue to do my job and I'm just going to be as peaceful and as, as, as honorable and as, as humble as, I, as I've always been. You know, I'm a, I'm a humble guy. I just want to make friends. It's funny because I'm supposed to be the guy who stirs the pot. Yeah, you know, no one said anything about me last week. I was good. I was Gucci, baby. You were the one. Every minute, people making fun of you. And not just like, like making it personal. Jeez. And I'm not an instigator. That's the I crazy know. thing. Is well, like, I'm not an instigator. I'm, I'm the guy that people kind of like, it's easy to get along with. And I, I just don't understand where all these, these enemies are arising from. You know, it's very scary and very dangerous. By the way, is it weird for you, though, like as we continue to become, you know, the number one show at ESPN, the fastest growing show? Hey, I'm telling you, know, you. Is it weird to go from like the lovable commentator guy, the thug rose guy that everyone loves to now being someone that people, you know, I, I, I think the kids call it clap back, right? They clap back. Is it weird to be sort of, you know, part of the media where people get mad at the things that you say? You know, I, I feel like I'm still the lovable guy, you know, because guess whose opinion matters, Ariel? Mine. 
what I think about myself is all that matters. I don't care if these bully fighters, because that's all they are. They pick on me because of my weight. I'm the kid on the playground area that's sitting there with a sandwich. And, you know, I don't have a healthy snack. I don't have a healthy snack. I mean, I mean Doritos. I got potato chips. I'm just sitting there trying to just enjoy my lunch. And these guys are coming for me. It's bad. They want to clap back. Clap back for what? I'm not doing anything. I give so many compliments. I'm just sitting over here, little old me, you know, at, at this little, I, I'm just working this little job at ESPN. You know, I ain't doing, I'm not doing good. I'm not making money. I'm not fighting for championships. I'm just at the playground. I just want to eat my lunch, guys. Can I be anonymous? Can I just go eat and then go back? I'm not you, Connor. Please, Connor, Connor leave me alone, please. I don't deserve this. John Jones, come on, man, please. Can I just please be me? And Jan, please, come on, Jan. Jan, well, I, I, I hope you Jan, notice. Jan, 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 please, Jan. Jan, please, because you don't want me to go back to the other guy. You know how the Hulk kind of like, the Hulk kind of like tries to stay within himself because you don't want to see the other guy. Come on, oh. Jan, just leave me alone before you see the other guy, Jan. Like, guys, come on. God, leave me alone. Don't make me turn to the other guy. I hope you noticed, though, every single time there I was on the front lines having your back. I mean, I stood up there. I said, <laughs> take me first. Come after me first, not him. That's my guy. I hope you saw oh, that. I, right there. See, that's, I, what I'm talking about. that's what I'm talking about. In Louisiana, in the mean streets of Lafayette, Louisiana, we give you cred. I've told you on, a few times on this show that you're becoming, getting more and more street cred, more cred in my community, mm -hmm. in the black community. And boy, when you jump out in front of your boy like that, every time when you're taking bullets, I mean, it's my brother right here. I just hit my chest for you, Ariel That's Hawani. Right. That's right. It's my That's brother right. with that little half That's right. fist. That's you know, little yeah. half fist. All I sure. want is to be invited to a barbecue. Right That's all I want. And then I well, walk into to the, the barbecue. Hey, Just, and hey. I, I, want, I want someone to walk. I want someone to walk up to me at the barbecue and say, "Here's your towel for the day." That's all there I want. You go, my brother. You go, my brother. That's all I want. Here's your towel. Here's your <laughs> towel. Hey, then you come to the first barbecue, right? You come with nothing. They bring you the towel. You yes. Then once you realize you're there, you That's and Jack will show up. Y'all got potato salad. Y'all bring your potato salad to the barbecue now? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's brother Helwani for you. Do show up the first time with nothing. Second time comes back with the potato salad. That's my boy. Hey, Walter's got his hat on. He Yankees. He got his Yankees ball cap on. Like, come on, Helwani. We in here. That's my brother right there. All right. So we, we shall respond to some of these individuals throughout the show. We have a lot to discuss. There's a lot going on in the world of MMA, as always. But first, let us give Holly Holm her due. Oh, because, hey, D.C., Last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, we said, y'all must have forgot as far as Israel Adesanya is concerned. This Saturday, Holly Holm turned back the clock. Holly Holm turned back the clock, I should say, because Holly Holm, what she did on Saturday against Irene Aldana, someone who, let's be honest, the UFC was trying to showcase Irene Aldana. And there's nothing wrong with that. Fresh face, beat Caitlin Vieira, knocked her out in December, new contender, new opponent for Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes has pretty much cleaned out that 135-pound division. This was a big opportunity to use Holly Holm as a stepping stone. About to be 39, 60 pro fights, boxing, kickboxing, MMA. You know, she's had some great days, but maybe those days are behind her. And what does she do? She puts on her best performance since the Ronda Rousey fight back in 2015. DC, she looked incredible. Not only was she aggressive, not only was she on point, not only did she have the right game plan, a career high, six takedowns. Unbelievable. Takedowns, you know those takedowns get you excited, right? For me, especially for me. The takedowns get me excited. But when you look at this fight, right, you think, well, like I said, Taylor's oldest time. You have the up-and-coming prospect that's trying to get to the title fight. How do you make them real? You stick them in there with a former champion that's kind of on the decline, and you think that that's the way to get that person over. But Holly must not have got the memo. Holly looked as good as she's looked in a really long time. And I watched her on her bicycle as she normally fights, right? She gets on her bike. She's moving around the octagon on the perimeter, and she's kind of a sniper. As you attack, she counters you, and she makes you look bad. Well, on Saturday, when she was circling, she got Irene Eldana to follow her, opposed to cutting her off. They, that's why you kept seeing that big circle around the octagon the whole time, because Eldana never closed the door, Right. It's like you're going off to the left. You're hollering. You're circling to your left. For Aldana to shut that door, she's got to take a right step to try to line Holly up. She never did that. 
Sonya just kept making a big circle around the octagon. And every time Holly got to her spot, every time she felt comfortable, she would explode with a combination. And she was landing these left hands over and over and just really piecing her apart. And then when Aldana started to believe that this is going to be a stand-up battle and she had a chance, Holly starts to mix in the Izzy-style wrestling. Izzy it was beautiful, style. dog. I've never seen Holly Holm wrestle so much and wrestle so effectively and just really looked as though it was a different class of fighter between her and Aldana. And watching that fight on Saturday, for as good as Aldana has looked, you don't think that there's much she would be able to do to change that result if these two were to fight and the fight played out as it did because Holly, Holly put it on her, man. She worked her over from start to finish. It was never close. There was never a doubt in your mind as to who was going to win that fight. It was inspiring. You know, I've reached a point. You, you're already past this point, but I reached a point where I'm like starting to look at athletes and I hear people say, oh, this person is old, past the prime. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm the same age as that person. Holly Holm and I are the same age, 38. And so to see someone who is towards the end of her athletic career in an all-time grade do that against the youngster when everyone was saying retirement and, and, and also she's been through a lot divorce recently her father had a stroke and to see her put on a performance like that dc now let me ask you this is it possible and and i don't think the ufc because look this is the situation amanda nunez is the 145 champ and the 135 pound champion we know that she's going to fight megan anderson in december so they have a little bit of time but let me ask you the holly home that fought on saturday can't she beat Amanda Nunes? Mm. So here's the problem with that, right? Amanda seems to be so far out ahead of him. But if there's anybody that goes into a fight as the underdog and overcomes those odds, we saw Holly do it before with Ronda, right? But the problem with that is she fought Amanda, and she got knocked out and got kind of beat up. So um, I, I just don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if – she's made as many adjustments as she needs to close that gap because we're not talking about a gap of, of this size. We're talking about a gap where my hands aren't even on the screen anymore, right? That's how big the gap was between her and Amanda in fight number one because Amanda felt no threat. That, that's what people don't understand. Amanda Nunez is able to do what she's doing. She doesn't feel threatened at all. Nobody hurts her with punches. Nobody puts her on her back to where she feels uncomfortable. Nobody's been able to make her feel threatened for so long now that she's just mowing through people. And every time she does it, she gets more and more confidence to continue down the same way. Um, I don't know if she has made adjustments to beat Amanda. But what I do know is we should live in what we saw on Saturday night because that's what people do, right? You rush to what's next. Mm -hmm. And we're rushing to what's next for Holly. And it may be a fight that we saw her lose so clearly the first time. Why can't we bask in what she did so impressive on Saturday and not worry about what next right now. We can do that later. Yeah, no, that, that is fair. Um, we're sort of like the Monday show, so we like to look ahead. No, I hear you, but I'm saying like, no, we are. But it's like, let's bask in what she did because 100%. what are we going to do? Rush her into a fight where she kind of got out class last time. And then when you start doing that, you start talking about the greatness of Amanda Nunes and how she made her look before. And then the, the, the spotlight kind of leaves how impressive she looked on Saturday against tough Irene Aldana. Like I said, she's not going to fight. Amanda Nunes next because Nunes is booked and I don't think that home is going to sit out for, you know, if, if, if Nunes is relatively healthy after that fight, you know, she comes back in, in March, April. The, the two fights that make the most sense to me are Caitlin Vieira, who won two weekends ago against Sajara Eubanks. Okay, it's fine. But really the biggest fight that they could do is the Jermaine Durandamy rematch. They fought for the inaugural 145-pound title. It was somewhat controversial with Durandamy hitting her twice after the bell. She wins the belt, right? Um, and Durandamy looked great once again on Saturday. Still a factor, picking up her first ever sub, a former AKA fighter, right? Jermaine yeah. Durandamy from back in the day. So I think that that's the fight that would make the most amount of sense to see who's improved the most since their title fight back in Brooklyn a few years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the fight, right? And, and once these two fight and Amanda is done with her business with Megan Anderson, now you can justify either of them getting a rematch, right? Because if Holly looks as she did Saturday against Jermaine and beats her, now we can point to, okay, she lost to this girl the first time. Now she's beaten her. She looks so great against um, Irene Aldana. So now let's see if she's made the improvements to fight Amanda. And if you put Jermaine in there, watch Jermaine fight Holly, and maybe Holly tries to take her down a number of times like Amanda did. And if she's able to defend takedowns and able to stay upright, you go, okay, now I can see her back in there with Amanda. Because guess what? In the fight with Amanda Nunes, 
The reason Amanda took it down so much, she wanted no part of the stand-up with Jermaine Durandamy. And that, and I'm sorry, earlier I, I misspoke. I said no one has made her feel threatened. Jermaine Durandamy made her feel threatened. Remember, she was punching her and she kicked her in the head. That's when Amanda started wrestling because Amanda went at her hard like she does everyone. And Jermaine was like, okay, this is going to be a stand-up fight? I'm all for this. And Amanda had to pivot and showed how smart she is as a fighter. But I think they fight again. And the winner, you can justify giving them a rematch. I feel comfortable in saying this. In the UFC, because, of course, if you're talking about the sport, you have to include Chris Cyborg, but she's the Bellator featherweight champion. In the UFC, the second best fighter at 145 and 135 is still Holly Holm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel confident saying that, too. I agree with you 100%. Also, I saw a little um, tidbit on the Internet this weekend. Holly Holm this year is on the ballot for the Boxing Hall of Fame. Mm. Right, I saw that somewhere that she's actually on the ballot for the Boxing Hall of Fame. So it speaks to, I think Kevin Ioli posted that. You know, he's a boxing guy. Um, he, uh, Holly, being on the Boxing Hall of Fame shows the longevity and the amount of success she's had across two disciplines, which in, obviously are both a part of mixed martial arts. So that's big, man, to, to be on the ballot this year for the Boxing Hall of Fame and also uh, getting these wins at 38 years old. Remember, Ariel, my best year ever in MMA, I was 39. So time's not over yet for Holly Holm. Yeah, and, and, and there, is, um, there is something to be said once again, like we learned two weekends ago, that there's levels to the game. And, and when you knock out someone like Caitlin Vieira, that's great. But then you fight someone like Holly Holm, who's an incredible accomplished fighter, in, in multiple disciplines, it's a different ballgame. So for Aldana, first main event, big-time fight. Uh, she's not done by any stretch, but has to, you know, rebuild and, and work her way back up. Here's the thing, DC. What I loved about Saturday's card so much was, you know, obviously not the, the most stacked. It wasn't 253 or anything like that, but there were two really, two real, like, feel-good stories. And it's funny because both of them come from Albuquerque. The 505 with that rich fighting tradition. I've been to Albuquerque several times, and the oh, way they—I I know, trust me, I know. I've seen, I, <laughs> I don't know if you know, I've but I, I walked, I walked around the park with Johnny Bones. You know what I'm saying? Johnny Bones and I, I have seen you. You know, I have seen love you. me there. You got oh, the Robin. hey, they got the green chili and the red chili. I like to do Christmas and put them both together, just for the record. <laughs> you ever do Christmas? Oh, my guy, I've never <laughs> done that. I've never done that. Oh, it's great. It's great. I, I learned that in the 505. Anyway, the way they speak about Holly Holm and Carlos Condit, it's like that's their pro sports team. They don't have a pro sports team. Holly's number one by far, but they love Carlos Condit. Dad works for the government. They love the natural born killer. This man was facing a six-fight losing streak, D.C. He had not won since May of 2015. May of 2015 was Carlos Condit's last win. It was against Tiago Alves. And what does he do? Solid win over Court McGee. Now, the question is, why not walk away now, right? You got the win. Why, not? why do some people like you know when to fold them, right? And some other fighters we see more often than not don't know when to fold them, and they keep holding them. Why not walk away now? Well, On a high, right? Not when it's getting uncomfortable. You can say that. You can say that, like, I know when to fold them. But did I really, right? Because the re reality is if, if I knew exactly when, I probably should have stopped after Derek Lewis or, or after Steve Miocic when I had won the heavyweight title and I had both titles. That would have been the fairy tale ending, right? Not leaving after losing two fights. Carlos Condit still feels like he can compete, and it's all he knows, right? It's what he does, and then he goes out and fights Court McGee, and he fights in the way that he did. He looked, he looked really good, man. His combinations look crisp. He, and when you look at Carlos Condit, and you maybe squint a little bit, you know, you, you, you might you squint like – you see the guy that knocked out Dan Hardy, right? And you see the guy that kicked GSP in the head. You can still see flashes of that guy. But reality is we as fighters, as we get older, all we're doing is squinting. Because when we watch ourselves, we still see that guy. When in reality, to the regular – to the rest of us, that guy's not there anymore. So when Carlos looks at himself in there, especially getting his hand raised, it's just a throwback to all those years before – and, and, and it's, that, it's that feeling that you never get, you, you get tired of. You never get tired of that feeling. You just uh, opened a door, uh, a window, dare I say, into your soul. Were you hinting at the fact that you regret sticking around as long as you did? No, I don't think I was hinting. I'm not saying that I'm regretting it. I'm saying that if you say I knew exactly when the fold of the fairy tale was knocking out Stipe, mm -hmm. right? Or the fairy tale might have been going and collecting that big check for Derek Lewis without having to do a training camp. 
that's a fairy tale. Fairy tale is not walking out of the octagon after losing twice, right? That's a fairy tale. So I can't sit there and judge Carlos Condit when I feel like everybody's addicted to the drug, right? I, I could have stopped at 39 and held true to my promise of being done by 40 and at the top of the sport, nothing would ever have been questioned. But I stuck around twice and lost two fights. So it's not just me. It's, it's like fighters, it's not just Carlos. It's not just BJ Penn. It's like everybody... It's a drug that you don't want to let go of that high of, of, of fighting in that octagon and getting your hand raised. Because again, when we see ourselves, you know, you put that video up the other day of me and Alexander Gustafson in 2015. When I fight today, I still see the same guy, right? Because you live in those moments. And Carlos Condit still sees that guy that was on a tear and just destroying dudes to becoming the interim champion. I don't know if this is right or wrong, but there's a part of me as, as we all grow older that, you know, there's these new fans now that I know for a fact don't know who Carlos Condit is and just think he's some like prelim scrub. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, you know, I know it wasn't vintage NBK and Court McGee's great as well, but he's also a veteran. All right, I'm not going to make it out to be too big of a deal, but it's nice. I don't want to see, I don't want to see like what happened to BJ Penn, to these guys, right? To the guys yeah. who made the sport what it is today. So there was a part of me, I will admit, it was like, man, good for you Carlos and that's all I'm saying that's all no, I'm saying for sure. about- no I hear what you're saying like I'm not I don't think for a second you're trying to like like mess with Carlos I'm just saying that it's hard man especially when you're a guy like Carlos Condit natural born killer dude's a man he was the man right we all had that feeling when he would walk to the octagon right swagger and he was like he had that that look on his face but I would like for him now to be in there with guys like Court McGee if he's going to continue to fight because those are longtime veterans my one worry is like it, there's no space to hide in the UFC, right? You end up like Diego Sanchez fighting freaking uh, Jake, Jake, Jake Matthews the other yeah. day. Like that, that's what I don't want to see for Carlos. Well, there was talk of Matt Brown afterwards and they've tried to and make that. That would be fun. Right? How fun would that be for us to watch him and Matt Brown get after it? Yeah, because they've tried to make it, you know, for the past five years. Unfortunately, injuries stopped them from making it into a thing. Uh, the Nick Diaz one was thrown out there as well. You know, I don't know what to make of Nick. He still <laughs> seems to be in the gym. But that, you know, that was a great fight. <laughs> USC 143. A lot of the Diaz fans think, I think, one, two, and five. I think they, they say when talking about that fight, rounds one, yeah. two, and five for the interim title. That would be a fun one, the, the, the spinning expletive fight, if you recall. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to see. And it was nice to see two Albuquerque guys, you know, just because it's such a great town, Albuquerque. And have and have Carlos get a victory and fight like he did, right? Because, like I said, man, there were moments in there where you saw that guy throw a combination, the high kick would go behind it. Remember his beautiful, the combination he would throw all the time? He would go bop, one, two, and then that kick would come over the top, that right one as he would be leaning off to the side. It was, it was nasty. And you kind of saw a little bit of that. So good for Carlos. And Carlos is a nice guy, man. He's a yeah. really nice guy. There are some good people out of Albuquerque. I mean, Holly Holm is fantastic. She's as sweet as they come. Uh, Carlos Condit is a sweet guy, too. He's a very nice guy. And, and um, I was happy for him. I was very yeah. happy for them both. Uh, and the city uh, of Albuquerque. That's right. The 505. You got the green. You got the red. Uh, my mom's two favorite fighters, uh, Uriah Faber and Carlos Condit. She stayed up to watch her guy, Carlos get a big victory on uh, on Saturday. By the way, I'm not trying to stir the pot. I promise. I know a lot of people are saying I'm rubbing off on you. I promise <laughs> well, you I'm not did. trying to stir. But I, I couldn't help but notice because after Carlos and Holly went, you know, I, I ran over to John Jones's Twitter just to see what he would say, you know, because the weekend before he was talking a lot of, a lot of tweets about Jan, a lot of tweets about Izzy. No tweets. I mean, not as many tweets. I just thought uh-huh. that that was, I'm not, I, I just, I, maybe he was busy. Well, because the reality is like, it, it doesn't, it, listen, man. I'm not trying to. Listen. Well, because the reality is this, right? Some people just care about themselves, right? They, if that's it doesn't that's, directly, that's if you. it doesn't, if it doesn't directly affect him, what does it matter to him? I thought Holly was his friend. I thought Carlos Condit was a teammate. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought those guys were his friends and teammates, but you could talk about Jan Blachowicz. You could talk about Izzy. You could, you can bully. He can machine gun tweet about Izzy, but you can't machine gun tweet about your own friend. I mean, what kind of, hey, with friends like that, you don't need enemies, man. With friends like that lurking in your area, you don't need enemies. I can just imagine. Ugh. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about John Jones and Izzy. And Why are you such a potster, dog? You're Everything bad. Listen, oh, I'm just... Wait, I, it happened again. I didn't even catch it. It's like you did it to me again. You did it to me I don't me know again. what you're talking about. I think that's unfair. I think I'm doing my job. I think if people really, truly knew 
who the real potster was here. I mean, you're just all week long telling me, hey, did you see this tweet? You better. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Come that. on. I mean, I'm just, hey, I'm just a nice guy. Did you see Zubaira miss weight? Do you see that? I, I mean, never I said that. that. <laughs> I never said that. You actually told me Zub. You actually told me that. Hey, did you see that four pounds over? Anyway, we'll talk about all those guys in about thirty seconds. But first, DC, a word from our sponsor. Let me tell you, DC, about our good friends over at DraftKings. I don't know if you know this, DC, but uh, there's a lot of football action going on these days. Yeah. Um, I noticed the Saints going to Las Vegas a couple weeks ago and losing. I noticed the Buffalo Bills going into Las Vegas yesterday and winning and improving to 4-0. But what you know about that? Hey, did you do the dance yet, by the way? Hey, well, first off. A now, lot of your friends are mad. They keep texting me. Can you tell them to stop texting I'm me? I'm going to do it from Abu Dhabi. Like, I'm trying to do it from oh, Abu Dhabi. They're going to yeah, ban so you in Abu Dhabi if you do that. I'm trying to make it from Abu Dhabi next to the pool. I'm going to do that dance next to the pool from Abu Dhabi in my bathing suit. Y'all want to see it? Y'all going to really see it then. Okay, I can't wait for that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. By the way, I, I do have to uh, add. Hey, that is actually – I'd rather get punched by Stipe than actually have you say gold Ariel to me one more time. Or make it rain. To make it if rain. I hear you, if I forgot to hear you say make it rain again, I'm going to lose my mind. Ariel equals make it rain. Uh, oh, listen. my goodness. Listen. Uh, in all honesty, I, I get like when Connor does it, it's fine. When John, but Jan Bohovic calling you out, was there a part of you last week that was like, you know what, youngster, new champ, maybe I just remind you a thing or two? Was there any part of you? Come on, you know, honestly, get off man. the couch. He said, get Bro, off the couch. No, no, get your fat <laughs> off the couch. Don't, don't try to the, the low hanging fruit. They always take it right there. It's right there. Let's call DC fat. You know, look. Like I said, man, for about mm, 20 minutes, <laughs> for about 20 minutes, I was like, you know what? I can actually make this title fight happen because the reality is I can, right? Like, I didn't lose that belt. I walked away from it. Maybe I should go down and beat this dude and put him in his place for about 20 seconds. Then I thought about the weight cut and training to fight and all that other stuff. So he kind of dodged a bullet. You know, Jan Bohovic dodged a bullet because the reality is I, I, I you know, hey, all, you know, hands off, champ, hands off. But you don't want to fight that guy, man. That guy, the other guy is not nice. You know, we've seen him put it on a lot of people, also, including um, a guy that, you know, <laughs> the, the reason that John Young's mad at me. You know, I beat that. I, you know, I, got, I put it on out. So it is right. what it is. I mean, listen, I'll just say when I saw What was him up with Jan, bro? Like, but that was kind of crazy, right? Like, I, I gave him so many compliments. I made a video of him. You oh, bet on him. Man, if everybody's, everybody's so mad, right? The moment you say something negative, but boy, when you're praising them and you're showering them, they want to retweet and they want it to, oh, you're a great guy. But the moment you say something that they don't agree with, boy, they're sensitive. They all want to get upset. Hey, welcome crazy. to the last 15 years of my life. You could glow about these people all day long. You say one negative thing, you get a call, you're this, you're that. <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise, where were you when I was saying 98% of the positive things? That's crazy, so, man. Dude's got to chill. Dudes really need to chill. Because the reality is, for Jan Bohovic, we help him. We help, right? Us, we, us talking about his victory and how impressive he looks or getting eyes on, on that. Because guess what? I was watching Jan Bohovic and his tweet activity. It's never been higher. Then when he came at me, yeah, and then when I responded to him, so his tweet activity was was through the roof in those interactions. So it helps him. But the reality is, it's like, what's the payoff? You come at a guy like me, right? What's the payoff? You don't start rivalries when there's no payoff. And um, the payoff Maybe for him would be him and I fighting, and like that's not really what he wants to happen. Maybe he is trying to get that to happen. He and doesn't want to fight me, man. Maybe you get that title on the way out. What Ariel, if you do it? One last Ariel, training camp. Me and you. Ariel, Ariel, I'll fly Ariel, to Gilroy. Ariel. I'll stay with you for Ariel. three months. We'll do this together. Ariel, 
you come here and try that. You come here and do what I do to make 205 pounds. You weigh 140 pounds. I mean, what do you weigh right now? 170? You'll lose 30 pounds. If you, if you, if you come into a training camp with me trying to make 205, you'll be 140 pounds. I wish I weighed 170. Well, you, you can't weigh no more than like 175 at the most, huh? I'm 200 pounds. Come on, Ariel. I have There's very no way legs. you weigh 200 have pounds. Have ever bro? seen my tree trunk legs? Very thick. <laughs> so, very There's thick. no I've, way you weigh 200 pounds. I mean, I'll, I'll take a picture. You're 200 pounds? 200 pounds. Very thick were, legs. I thought you were about 168 to no, 170 wish. max. There's a misconception out there that I'm some sort of like frail <laughs> weakling, a flyweight. Well, it's those shoulders, man. It's those shoulders, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's those shoulders, man. Right. So shoulders, but nah, man, I, you know, I, I, uh, no, I, 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 I hear it. I hear you, but that lasted about five minutes where I was like, you know what, man, I might be able to make the Jean Bohovich fight happen. But then after that five minutes, I was like, you know what, man, I'm good. Hey, Ariel, listen, I make a lot of money talking about these fighters. Like, it's like crazy, right? Like you go fight, like, well, you've got as many championships as I got. Um, and you make, you, you know, you've made a lot of money fighting. It's like, you make a lot of money talking about fighting. It's like, man, do I really want to go back through that? I don't know. I just, I just love that at some point in around five, six, seven, eight, nine years, people are going to forget. And the fat jokes will come. And they will, they will forget that you are a two-time Olympian, <laughs> all-American, state champion, multiple-time UFC champions. They will forget. Mark my word. They've already forgotten. Two months later, they've forgotten. It's over. They, Hey, they best recognize, you know. Hey, you know, they, they told recognize. me they, they said that when Jan was picking on me, everybody's like, Why would Jan want to fight a guy that's just on TV? Like, they're like, why? Like, oh, you guys forgot already? Yeah. That's what happens when you lose a couple fights in a row, you know. Okay, now let's talk about John Jones. DC, oh. I have something very important to say. I have something very important to say right here and now. I've thought about this all weekend long. So since we last spoke, John and Izzy have been going. I mean, it's just been nonstop. Izzy, man, the guy like just he's bad. Let, let me tell you something. We've, we've learned about C-level Kane. We've learned about motivated BJ. Let me tell you something. The most lethal of them all is quarantine Israel Adesanya because the guy just doesn't stop. He is ruthless. He does not stop. He is relentless. Internet Izzy. Internet, well, Internet Izzy. Is Izzy. Worse, Damn, that, that might even be better. Listen, Internet Izzy is bad. I have to say something. Regardless of what happens on October 24th between Robert Whitaker and Jared Kennedy, regardless of what happens in December between Darren Till and Jack Hermanson, the UFC has to make this fight right now. Right what now. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Last I thought week about you laughed at me when I told you. Right Last now. week you're like, no, no, I'm like, this is it's the time. Right now, right, right now. Right now's the time. December. Right the time. Do it December 12th. Hey, I'm hearing Usman Burns, maybe not hundred percent. That's what I'm hearing. They've the already payoff. they've already reached out for Stipe and Francis. Really? I'm yeah, they've already reached How's out. That? Not great. <laughs> Stipe won't do it. Stipe not, won't do it. Not great. Listen, Izzy versus Jones might be one of the biggest fights the UFC could put on right now. They hate each other. There's heat. And by the way, this is the best part. There's no belt attached. Have Izzy go up to 205. It doesn't hold up any division. Jones isn't the 205 champ anymore. He's waiting until, you know, the whole heavyweight title thing gets resolved. Make that fight. Forget about 2021. That fight has to ha It will never be hotter than right now. DC, they can't. This is like. This is like the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. You can't, you can't risk having John Jones lose his streak to some jabron. You can't. You lose, you lose it to Izzy potentially, and now the torch has been passed, right? Wait, you pick, so you're picking Izzy. I'm just saying. Well, you just said so. You, I'm just saying. Oh, you picking Izzy too? I'm saying it's safe. Yo, wait, so you picking Izzy too? Because I'm picking I, Izzy. You picking I, Izzy too? I'm picking I'm Izzy. It's safe. You don't so want to have. Right? Like, so we're good. We're picking together. Like we both pick Izzy. <laughs> All I'm saying right is you got to book him correctly because there's a chance. Let's be honest. John hasn't looked great in his last couple of fights. There's a chance he loses in his heavyweight debut or in the next fight after that. You do Izzy versus John Jones in December. You're welcome. That's the fight. I told you last week it's the fight, and boy, it got ugly last week. It got ugly because there were personal insults. There were attacks on family. There were so many different levels of, of disrespectful tweets. And Israel Adesanya, oh, Adesanya, I, I promised to correct his name after how good he looked a couple weeks ago. He, look, man, there is a level of, 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 of research and things that you will do in fight promotion. At least that's how I looked at it. If I said something about Jones or Miocic or Gustafson or any of those guys I was fighting for titles, I would generally try to find out if it was true. I always tried to find out if it was true. 
trust me, I've always heard about Jones hiding under the ring whenever we were going to fight the first time from, from the, the drug testers. I just didn't know if it was true, so I never said it. But these younger kids, these internet kids, they don't care if it's true or not. He takes anything and he just uses it. He took, he's taken every rumor he's heard about Jones and he just uses it. And it, it, you got to leave those kids. I'm like the old guy on the porch. You better leave those children alone because those <laughs> children, those children will get you. Bro, could you imagine Jones's house? There is so many broken things in his house after last weekend. Edison, you think he's Edison, getting under his skin? Oh, my good, Dude. They said somebody was like, one of my cousins was like, they better put Jones on suicide watch. Because oh, this no. dude's all over him, man. Like, dude won't stop. And then he's he starts relentless. hitting him. And Jones has never really dealt with that before, right? Because he's generally the guy doing it to us, right? And I felt horrible when he mentioned his mom. That, that to me, Too was much. like off limits. Too much. Wait, wait, wait. Jones's parents, his mom was a sweet woman. I, I met her after, you know, the first fight. She wasn't here in the second fight. She, she was really sick at the time. Um, beautiful lady. So sweet and nice. His dad came and talked to me after both fights. Wow. If, if we're in the same place, talk to me about my wrestling career before, whenever, because he paid attention. Like, he was a very nice man, right? Iz, Izzy shouldn't have done that. But listen, I remember a time when I was the older guy, and Jones said something about, DC, I'm your daddy, right? Didn't know about my father being killed when I was a kid. Went so far as to have Dana White call me on a conference call to apologize, right? So now he's aware and he apologized. But then he did it again, right? Then he did it again and talked about being my daddy again. Um, so then he was doing it knowingly, just as Izzy's doing it knowingly to him. So... Um, when you start to open that can of worms, man, you can't feel like a victim whenever somebody does it to you. I would never have done that. That is not my style. And I think that family members are off limits. But again, Jones also said he would come into my house and slap my wife on the butt. And there was nothing I could do, right? So it's like, you start to bring family in there. And then it's pretty much, you're probably, you're kind of opening a can of worms that you shouldn't. And you don't do that with these young guys because Adesanya is so, he's willing to play that game. It's sad. It's actually really sad. I remember that exchange. You also uh, responded. Well, to I that. response. I didn't. I, I did say something about his wife too. I mean, like, yes. hey, you. That's when it got its to... ugliest. I think between. It gets ugly. Well, no, no, that wasn't the ugliest it's ever been between him and I. But when when was I it uglier that, than that? Talking about your wives. Talking about our wives is ugly. But like you know, all the hurling the insults at each other, fighting inside of the lobby of that place. Like, sure, sure. All that was bad, right? But like, I just feel like now. He's in a, in a rivalry now with a guy that's willing to pull no punches because the reality is I was very measured in the things that I said at times because I didn't know if they were true. So, race, religion, family. Let's just keep that out. I can't, well, out. I mean, but I've, we've talked about each other's families, so I can't say that families are off limits because I was guilty of it too. Well, I mean, you could still be guilty of it and say now as as well you, as time has passed. Yes, yeah. looking back, I would have preferred not to have gone there, but I think I think. Especially a dead parent. That's off limits, man. Especially Listen, Jones' mom was a nice lady, man. She really was. And she I know it's, e it's easy for me, media fans, to say, hey, you cross the line. But I know you guys, you, 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 you legit hate each other. Things are said. You want to one-up the guy. You want to get him back. I get it. I understand it. These two guys, all I'm saying is, if you're going to subject us to this, to the amount of tweets. Fight. Where's the payoff? There, what's the Where's payoff? The payoff? You can't, we listen, need the payoff. You can't subject us to this and then say, Oh, but I want to go do this. Oh, I so want to go do that. Who doesn't want the fight is the question. You know what? Where's I the holdup? Because it sounds like Jones wants to fight. My understanding is they've never seriously talked about the fight. And it I sounds talk like Dan is about ready to start talking about the fight, though. He should. Because, A, it's a big-time fight. It's the perfect time, right? If you have Izzy move up to 205, he doesn't win wait, that belt. Wait, and hold wait, up. wait, 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 wait. You want Izzy to go up to 205 and Jones to come down. Jones cuts weight to 205. Well, come down. Right? <laughs> what are you talking about come down? He's a 205 guy. Yeah, he never no, fought. but he has to come down to 205 now. Because if, if well, come down. He He's always fought because he, he makes 205. He does John Jones does not weigh 205. Okay. When I fought 205, when I fought 205, I weighed 245, 250. He doesn't Jones have to is cut 240 a lot of pounds. If Jones is 240 pounds, he has to come down 35 pounds. And Edesanya just shows up. He probably he probably only weighs 215. At a, at the, he might weigh 215, Max. What What's is he the alternative? Max? 
I don't know. That that's that's the things you have to negotiate. Wait, is it easier? What's easier and more fair for Edessenia to go up a little bit more, maybe two fifteen, and Jones come to two fifteen, mm. or is it up for you know like that's the thing though. But those are all things that that are going to be discussed because guess what? Neither one of these gentlemen will want to give anything at the negotiating table, right? Jones will be like, why do I have to go down the scratch championship weight to fight a guy coming up, right? So I, I just I feel like 205 is symbolic because John has been the guy there for so long. You haven't fight at 205. Look, people have gone up and down all the day. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just happens, right? I mean, you went up and like, it just, it just happens. It, it, Connor went, you know, like that's, that's the game with UFC doesn't like to do catch weights, right? They don't like to do catch it, weights. I think it has to be a catch weight. I just, I just really don't. I think from, if it was me in that same situation, my sticking point would be, why do I have to get to championship weight to fight this guy? Who's coming up, especially a guy. I mean, Izzy's what, 6'4? He's a big dude. He can he is, get a little actually, heavy. Izzy's a big guy. He is a big guy. He's a big guy, right? So I, that would be one of my sticking points. Like, why do I need to go down all when I fought Anderson, right? And Anderson was coming in on a couple of days' notice. I tried to talk my way out of making 206 pounds. Because I was like, why not 210? He's right. bigger than he's too. They don't like catch weights, right? Yeah, like let's just go a few extra pounds so I don't have to suck all those last few pounds off because those are the hardest ones to make. So I think when you get into it, I think you'll see some, some sort of a, a concession. They're going to have to make concessions. And I just don't know if uh, Jones is going to want to go all the way down to 205 to fight him. Or maybe he will. I don't know. Deal with that later. For now, get it's to fight, talking. Though. Izzy told me last week, I want to fight in December. It's perfect. Have Would him fight Izzy fight Jones now? He didn't want to get into specifics about who, what, when, where. He wants to fight him. But also when I spoke to him was before this onslaught. So I couldn't really ask him about like, Hey man, come on. Like you're subjecting us to this. Like, let's go. This is a fight to make. It's, I mean, there's, there's nothing better. Can I just say one other thing? Can I just say, Hey, your boy, Paulo Costa needs to chill. He needs to chill because this guy's saying, sign the contract to Izzy. Like what contract are you talking about, Paulo? He needs to just go. He needs to take a break. right? Izzy too. I'm like, yo, Izzy, he's dead. Like, yeah. Izzy, leave the guy alone. Like, he's dead. You buried him. Like, Izzy, he's dead. The guy is a corpse, man. <laughs> of course, now the corpse is talking back. Paulo Costa, go somewhere, man. Go sit down, man. Yeah. Go somewhere, okay. Paulo Costa. Look, your, your, your TV just went off. Your TV oh. actually just went off. Oh, oh. my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, wait, did anyone think it was a real TV or something? I mean, or a real backdrop? Paulo Costa, <laughs> go sit down somewhere man don't talk just take your licks all you can do is just it's take bad. your licks he said after what happened to you sign the, con- the best was sign the contract what contract the contract i am very <laughs> confident there is no contract out there, there go fight somebody contract. else man go fight somebody else izzy and jones and and, and and dare i say dare i say dare i say going into the jones edison uh, edison your fight if Jones can't take this dude down, he's at a major disadvantage. He does not strike as well. He can't strike with Israel at a sign. There's no chance. He needs to take him down, and if he can't, he is going to be in trouble against this dude. All right. He's as smooth as they come. Well, I hope that they like, make hate. Soul brother. He has a soul brother right there. Well, he calls Jerry Kennedy. Soul brother number one is Israel Adesanya, boy. Woo. He's smooth, boy. Isaac Hayes smooth. Oh, I love Isaac Hayes with a gold the chain. Damn, I love the chef. Chef, may he rest in peace. Um. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, DC, after last week's show, all hell breaks loose. Not only is Conor McGregor calling you a fat fool, he's also booking a fight against Dustin Poirier. (laughs) All hell breaks loose. He called me a fat fool. Yeah, that was a nice. Yes, that's so disrespectful, right? Yeah, and I went up to him. I said, Connor, don't you dare talk about DC like that. No, that you didn't. That's one person you'd never – you did not say <laughs> nothing said, to Connor. The one person the you don't talk about is Connor. You're so scared of Connor. No, what are you talking about? You're afraid of Connor. I'm afraid of him. Yeah, you are. Like what? Like what's going to happen? Well, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what he's told you privately that no. does not allow you to like said, stand Connor, up for me against him. You have crossed the line. That's it. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. Like my father used to say, I am disappointed that you I'm not mad. There. I'm not <laughs> mad. Right. I'm just disappointed. That's even That's worse right. than being mad. And I was disappointed in the, in the use of fat fool. I mean, I just felt like that was too much. By the way, you know who deserves all the blame for all this? It's our friends in social media, Eric and Tessa, because they write those tweets with those li- and they tag Connor. They know he's going to respond. They, they're the yeah. real instigators because that's he how everyone gets mad. Anyway. But, our, but listen, the social team, they're fantastic. Right? They are well, fantastic. We have some good clips. We have some good yeah. pictures. It always looks so good. It is good. I, mean, I love yeah. it. I love it. Better chance of happening. Connor Pacquiao or Connor Poirier charity boxing match in Dublin? Neither one of them. Neither really? one are happening. Connor Poirier exhibition won't happen. Connor Pacquiao won't happen. It'll be Connor Poirier in the UFC. But here's the thing, right? That's not happening if, either. If if you're Dustin Poirier, right? You have you weren't able to come to terms with fighting Tony Ferguson because of the amount of money you wanted, right? Now you're going to fight in a charity match? Like, bro, go get paid. Dustin, go get paid. Go get paid to fight this dude. If you ain't going to fight Tony and you want to fight Conor, it can still happen. But go get paid in the UFC to do it. That's why I think they're going to fight. Let me tell you what happened. Conor's frustrated. Poirier's frustrated. So he said, hey, let's go into business for ourselves. UFC's response was, oh, two UFC contracted fighters? You guys going to go fight in a gym in Dublin? No, here's a bout agreement to fight under our lights. But here's the thing, DC. Poirier's never been offered that fight. Still to this moment, hasn't been offered. Really? That that fight's not a real thing. There's a better chance of the Pacquiao fight happening than that fight. Number one, uh, UFC and Conor stand to make a heck of a lot more money right with the pacquiao fight that's a big deal i don't care what anyone says about the fight it's a big deal make a lot more money and we all know poirier connor was never in their plans they were going to do poirier ferguson right connor versus habib gaethje winner that fight's not in their plans that was just a response to the tweets because they didn't want to feel like connor was showing them up right i don't Mm -hmm. think that fight's going to happen anytime soon i don't think it's in the it's not it's not in the works at all here's the thing poirier jumped at it too quickly he should have said like I feel like Poirier is kind of being used as a pawn in all of this, right? Like he needs to stick to his guns and honestly needs to push to fight in November on that pay-per-view card that just lost Cody Garbrandt because that card needs a little beefing up. They need to do Poirier versus Ferguson, both guys on the sidelines, and just fight there. And the Connor thing is not going to happen. It's not in the works. It's not in their plans. And I think he needs to recognize that. And it's definitely not going to happen in a charity boxing match in Dublin. No. UFC would never stand for it. Legally, they couldn't well, stand for well, it. Well, that's why he called it a sparring match, right? Because right. you can't tell people they can't spar. You can't tell people that they can't spar. They can go spar any time of the week. But you can't broadcast it, right? Well, you can you can broadcast a sparring session. Why not? I so mean, you think I, it'll I, happen? I don't think it's happening because I think they'll come to terms. I think they'll make it happen in the UFC if they want to fight. But you just said, well, why not do it in November, right? If, like you said, Conor wants to fight, Conor wants to fight, let him fight for you in November, right? Oh, I was saying Ferguson in November. No, saying- Conor wants to fight, right? Yeah. If this yeah. whole thing with Dustin is real, Connor, go fight Dustin in November. You guys can headline the pay-per-view while Davis and Figueredo uh, defends his title right before you in the co-main event. Why not do that? You want to fight, right? Like, it's over and over. I'm a fat fool because I said, if you want to fight, there's fights out there. Here you go. There's a date for you right there. Cody Garbrandt's out. Why don't you go beef up that card now and go fight your fight? It's there. How many weeks away is that, right? It's November what? We're just... Uh, 21st. Right? So we're in the beginning of October. You got a lot of time to prepare. Get ready. Well, it looks like you're already preparing. Go fight Dustin Poirier in November. Um, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. What's happening is you're trying to back up your statement of last week that he really doesn't want to fight. That's what you believe. So you're trying to say, hey, here's a date. That's what you're doing. date right there, right? You think you just want to fight? Go ahead. Right, Ariel. You said, I just want to fight anybody. I'm willing to fight Diego Sanchez. Well, here you go. November what is this about? 21st. What's this truly about? Do you have an agreement with Habib that you can't say anything positive about Connor? Is that what's happening here? Bro, I always say positive things. Why are you Connor. such a Connor hater? No, I like Connor. I, I actually, I, I did a show on Connor back in the day. I think Connor's a great, I think he's a great guy. I think he's always very nice whenever we're in person to each other. He's never, ever been disrespectful. He's always been great, shakes your hand, always looks you in the eye and talks to you. I speak about it. I do detail on him with the Cowboy Cerrone fight. I talk, I talk positively about him all the time. But if you're going to hold somebody to ta- if you're going to hold somebody to task, 
you have to hold them to task if you're going to compliment them when they do things right. Mm-hmm. I just want to know the truth, right? If you really want to fight, then go fight. There's another date right there. There's one date that you can definitely fight on. It's a pay-per-view. It's six, seven weeks away. Go fight that fight and fight Dustin. Everything works. It's kind of simple, honestly, right? It's kind of simple. Like, everybody wants to, like, you want to fight. You're going to make a ton of money regardless of who you fight, right? It doesn't matter. Whoever kind of fights is going to make a boatload of money because he's that guy. He's the biggest star in the world. You want to fight Dustin Poirier in the charity match? Why do it in the charity match? Go get paid for it. November 21st now has lost one of the big, the biggest name on the card. Go fight there. It just makes you, and you don't have to fight a guy like Diego, right? You get to fight a real guy that if you win, now you're on a two-fight winning streak, and we can justify putting you right back into a title fight. It all works. Yep. It makes absolute sense. Well, I guess so this the- is not me trying to go at Connor. I don't care. Hey, I don't care if Connor calls me a fat fool because he would never say it to my face, right? Like that stuff doesn't matter to me. Like those people talking on the internet, that's fine. And if he gets frustrated, sure. Well, next time I see him, he'll be respectful. He'll shake my hand just as we always have been. The reality is I want to see him fight just like the next guy. So let's go make it happen. There's a pay-per-view right now waiting for you. Well, I guess what the, uh, the risk is that if you do that fight, let's actually, I really like that idea, by the way, uh, November 21st, it's a few weeks after the Khabib Gaethje fight, you know, and it lines what, up, right? Well, it what if he loses up. now? You can't do the Khabib Connor fight that they want to do. And that we found out last week mm-hmm. that was in the plans to be coaches. They were supposed to be coaches on tough. Now we don't know what the yeah. status of this is because one side is saying it's up in the air. One side saying, whatever the case is, can Connor and Khabib actually be coaches on tough? Like, can they actually do no. this? I don't think they'll be able to be in the same area to, right. Because Connor's going to be who he is, which is great, though. It's great for television. The problem is Islam Makashev and Habib and, and, and Usman and Umar and all those guys, Manap, they're going to try to – they're not going to be okay with him just kind of being kind of in their space. I think it will be very difficult. But it would make for some great television to always keep those guys separated. But, but then Ariel, it's like here's the thing, right? Like how does, it, how does the narrative change so fast, right? It was – I want this season and I want to fight all this time. Now there's a date open, right? But then are we going to look at it like, but what if he loses? Well, if you're going to fight the season every time you go into the octagon, there's a chance that you lose. Well, the, 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 the fact that there was this deal to put tough with Connor and Khabib just is, is more evidence that, that they want the fight that Conor versus Poirier was never in their plans, that it was just a retaliation for the tweets. Now, they may have fallen into something here, and of mm-hmm. course, no one's happy about Garbrandt being hurt. Torn bicep, he's going to come back next year, so now it's Alex Perez versus Davison Figueredo for the belt. Can I do Alex Perez, Davison Figueredo as a main event? You need something on top yeah. of that. You also have Valentina Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya, but again, it's a very thin pay-per-view. Bro, you Con- need something. Yeah, Conor I versus- would, if, I, if Conor McGregor fights... I'm putting him in the main event in those two title fights right under it. It doesn't – people will be okay with that. I know people but like historically, to have, they don't like title fights on Conor Carr. I, I understand. So I understand. And, I understand. But I think you have – Conor can't fight in anything but a main event. Oh, Regardless 100%. of who's fighting, he right. needs to be in the main event. No, but then so, Shevchenko and Figueredo get pay-per-view points off a Conor fight when – And, and I, I understand. I understand. And what if he doesn't want to do that, right? Because then he's just feeding those guys. But the reality is – like, what's it matter? You want to see him fight? I want to see him fight. He wants to fight. It's a pay-per-view. Let's go. That would be it. By the way, you mentioned Usman. You surprised he signed with Bellator? Not really. But all the things I've heard about Usman is that he's just – he's the best one, right? He's young. Have you trained with him? No, he hasn't come yet. He has, he's the one of the ones that hasn't been to America yet. But Javier was over there for a while training those guys, and he's like, Daniel, I've never seen anything like Usman and Megamedov. He goes – I mean, he might be the best one. And wow. again, when you say the best one, we're not talking about Habib today. We're talking about Habib in 2012 when we got him, right? Because right, right. it was like he was still kind of a prospect on his way up. The finished product is today. But Habib in 2012 versus the kid Usman today, I heard that there's nothing like this kid Usman. Well, because everyone thinks that he's a wrestler. He's actually more of a Muay Thai guy. 10 of his 11 fights, he's 11-0, and 0, perfect 11-0. and 0. 10 of his... Uh, victories have been finishes uh, great on his feet. I think a lot more refined on his feet than Habib yeah. was when he came to you guys. Uh, what a huge coup for Bellator and Scott Coker and company. Well, they had a great week. They had a great week last week. They yeah, had a Red really John, good week last Ustam week. Khabilov they signed as well. Yeah. Um, they had a lot going on there. They're going to Paris this weekend, but uh, that was like, wow, shocking. Cause I think everyone thought 
Usman would follow his cousin, Habib, to the well, UFC. They're all, they're all going, right? You got, you got Umar Nurmagomedov who's making his debut in Abu Dhabi too. You obviously but the fact Abu that the Dhabi. best one is going to Bellator, I think, was a shocker, right? Well, because he's young, right? He can, go, he can go fight there to start. Like, you know, when you're a guy like that, you don't know if he comes into the UFC, polishes off, dude, and, you don't, and, and then all of a sudden he's in and you're not sure where he belongs, right? He's so good. Because think about it. It's just like my boy Chimaya, right? Like my boy, right? From day one, I, I was always on this Chimaya thing. Um, Chimaya's only had three fights, right? Because he's dusted guys so crazy, he's probably going to fight Wonder Boy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how fast it goes for you in the UFC if you are as impressive as Usman is. So um, he can go to Bellator and kind of get going there, and, and, and maybe down the line, you know, he comes over to the UFC. Right. Or maybe he stays in Bellator. I don't understand why guys don't just like, hey, it's a great organization to fight. You know, those guys can make a lot of money and you have great careers there. But ultimately, you know, the UFC is uh, the leader. Okay, relax over there. Relax, Corporate DC. Hey, how about this? How about this? Last week, we have a great show. We were on fire last week, right? I mean, we were, we were, and everyone responds. Everyone, you know, we had Jan respond. We had Connor respond. We had John Jones respond. You, you know who was conspicuous by his absence? Who? Who's, I didn't hear any response. I didn't see anything. Mr. Harlem Cold himself. Oh, Mr. yeah. He, he, so he, is that he, over? His book? Over. I mean, is that, he, are we he, just moving he, on? He to tucked, he tucked, yeah, he tucked his tail. He tucked his tail. Uh, okay, I just wanted to make it's sure. Over. I just wanted to make yeah, sure. It's over, bro. It's over. Like, we can't. Now at this point, He's now done. at this point, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, us picking on somebody. It's yeah. Over. Old done. guy. He, he tucked his tail. Look at me. Look at me. I'm 55 years old and I'm in tip top shape. I got my boxing gloves on, my MMA gloves, my weightlifting gloves. Look at me. He oiled himself up. Oil, like, it's over, bro. We can't be picking on these dudes. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. He went from Harlem lukewarm to just Harlem cold at this point. Like, now he's just, now he's Harlem stale. He's ready. Booker T. Look at me. He's probably on the golf course somewhere in John retirement. You know that? Okay. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah, it's over. Can we please let him go? Okay. We let him no, no, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, um, all right let's give out some shout-outs before we go. Would you like to go first, DC? What do you got? It's what do you over. got? That's it's a, over. Yeah, I mean, it's a tight ship around here. I don't know if wow. you know. 60 minutes. 60 okay. minutes. Yes. I want to give my first shout-out to my old rival, the guy that said he was going to break my arm and his daughter, Frank and Isabella Amir. Man, Isabella Amir is going to make her MMA debut on October 22nd in Icon Fighting Championships. And she's a very impressive young lady, Ariel. She is a three-time wrestling state champion in Nevada. She wrestled at Bishop, Bishop Gorman, transferred, and now is wrestling at a different high school. Centennial in, uh, High School. Centennial High School in Nevada. She won a state championship as an eighth grader, has the potential to be a five-time state champ. She's making her MMA debut and making it in a weight class where contenders are desperately needed, right? She was a state champ at 140-something, yeah. Up to 150, back down to 140. So that tells me she's right in that featherweight range, a weight class that we really need. So congratulations. Uh, but she's fighting at 135, just for the record. I would like for her to go to 145 at some point. I mean, right? She's only she's 17. Still very young. She's yeah. 17, right? She's still very young. Maybe she'll grow into a weight class where um, people need featherweights. We need featherweights. Obviously, you see that there aren't many on the UFC roster at some point. Hopefully, she gets there. Hey, what, what a story Marquita? that would be, right? What, what a story Marquita says she wants she, to wait, wait, listen, oh, listen. Sorry, sorry. What a story that would be, right? If at some point Isabella Amir can become UFC champion and her dad. Could oh. you imagine a dad and a daughter being UFC champions in one family? It would be absolutely insane. So good luck on your journey, Isabella. Uh, Bella is what they call her, her nickname. Good luck on your journey. My second one, hey, the Miami Heat. I oh, mean, they were oh, yeah. hey, they're decimated. They're, they're, hey. They, they're decimated, Ariel. Yes. They are limping into the – I mean, every game they're limping. And there's no Bam. There's no Goran Dragic. They, they look bad. My man Udonis Haslam was about to cry on the bench the other day. They were getting ran by 30 again. I'm like, come on, boys. Y'all got to show face. Y'all got to fight. And then last night, Jimmy Butler did his thing. Jimmy Tyler Hero does his thing. Hey, if those guys can make shots, if those guys can make shots, they give themselves a chance. And if the guys start to come back, bam, come back. If Roger gets to play, now we got a series. Hey, don't I've changed. Now. I've changed. I don't know if this is the hater in me. I don't know if this is, but I'm I'm picking the Heat now. 
I'm picking the Heat in six. I think it's over. They go three in a row now to win the championship. You're trying to be like one of those guys. You're trying to be like Kendrick Perkins, one of those guys with outlandish predictions. I would never. I would never. But I'm telling you, with the way they play, they play with a chip on their shoulder. We like people who have the chip on their shoulder. They fight. They play with some fight. And if if we're anything, if we're anything on DC and Hawaii, we're fighters. We're fighters. And to see a little scratch, the little team that could, they remind me of Frankie Edgar. You know how Frankie Edgar was always up. out of it. He would get knocked down, but he would the little engine that could. That's what the Miami Heat looked like yesterday. Man, what they about what about there. what about Jimmy Buckets at the end there, right? What about Jimmy the Buckets? Is, hey, here's the problem, Ariel. Tyler the, Hero with the snarl. Dude, this snarl. The snarl? Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Damian Lillard dancing and Russell Westbrook getting too know, excited. It's like it's normally you do that, the Lakers go and just polish you off. So guys, be careful with your celebrations. But the Heat got a chance now. Can't wait for, uh, what is it, game four um, later on this week. Now, uh, let me give out a few shout-outs of my own. Shout-out to the great Daniel Cormier and Alexander Gustafson, who five years ago this week fought in one of the all-time underrated title fights in UFC history. Not enough people talk about what you guys did at the Toyota Center that night, UFC 192. You have told me repeatedly of all your victories, that was the toughest one, right? It was absolutely the toughest one. What a fantastic environment. All my boys from the Rockets were in there. You know, we had Harden in there. We you had a little of this for yeah, you. Yeah, they were all, dude, it was crazy. We had Dwight Howard was with the team at the time. It was a crazy environment, insane fight. And I am forever grateful to Alexander Gustafson for pushing me and showing me that I can go to a level that I didn't know I had inside of me. Tremendous fight. What about uh, this dude that I saw on Instagram who got a tattoo of you, the double so champ? I, you see this? Yeah. What is this all about? Do you know I who mean, that is? No, I don't. It was on point, too. I mean, my body looks fantastic in that picture, didn't it? What was that? Is that the first time you've seen someone get a tattoo of you? It was exciting, but um, not the first. I'm not trying to be arrogant, you know, or anything. But that was the first full body that I've gotten. But this face, this face has been tattooed on people before. Oh, my bad. Why not? The worst I've never, I know. I've never had the honor. (laughs) I've never had, I can't get, I'm I can't where's get where's the tattoo of me on your oh. body. That's what I want. What are you talking about? I want right a tattoo of my face on your body. I Not can't be buried. I, on your back shoulder. I can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Uh, hopefully in a hundred years when that time comes, <laughs> if I have a tattoo on my body. Really? So, yeah. That's a, that's a law. Yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing. Happy wow. Sukkot, by the way. What is that? Oh, well, that's a whole other story for a, a holiday. It's a, it's a Jewish holiday, not, a holiday Canadian, not a Canadian holiday, it's a Jewish holiday. We sit in a, a room outside, we eat the Lulav and the Etrog. It's a great time. Now, uh, by the way, shout out to Jermaine Durandamy, first submission of her career. I mentioned that earlier. Hey, DC, shout out to Michelle Pejera and Johnny Walker. Have you seen this footage of these two guys, DC? Man, get out of here with that, man. You try to you compliment those guys on that? DC. Johnny Walker needs to be actually fighting instead of dancing. Like, what is going on? DC, man? this is like when you have two mid-card guys at WWE and you have no idea what to do with them, so you put them together in a tag team, right? And it's just yeah, like yeah. the two crazy. Like, these two guys are made for each other, but they're just a little bit wacky, right? So what happened? Like, what happened? How did they end up in the same place, man? I think they're just buds. They're birds <laughs> of a feather. <laughs> that is this not is training, a, man. That is, is not a, training. When creative doesn't have anything to do for you, like you guys be tag teams for like a, a like it's like what Kane and, and putting everybody over too. They're yeah, putting people over, getting pinned every time. Like, come on, man, get out of here with that crap, man. I don't see that stupid dance. All right, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, hey, shout out to Angela Lee, the one championship, hundred and five pound champion. She announced uh, last week that she is pregnant and she will be giving oh, wow. birth to her first child in um in April. Hey, by the way, we never gave a shout out to Ariane Celeste, longtime UFC octagon girl who uh, delivered her first baby. Oh, girl. she had her baby. Yeah. Congrats, uh, baby boy, baby girl. I don't remember, but it was a baby and everyone's healthy. So that's most important. And finally, uh, shout out to Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Marais. They'll be headlining the UFC event uh, this Saturday. Big fight for Corey Sanhagen coming off that loss to Aljamain Sterling. Big fight for Mom Rice. I believe, will you be in Abu Dhabi when this happens? I'll no, I'll, I'll be in Abu Dhabi, but. Yeah. I will not be at the fight because be in quarantine. I, oh, Ariel, let me tell you something. This travel is something else. I've never, I, I saw on Wednesday, I go to Vegas. I have to be in my room by five o'clock on Vegas after getting tested. Up until, from that point on, I am quarantined until Friday morning. In the middle of the night, I then will wake up, go to the airport and travel to Abu Dhabi. This takes 20 hours or some 18 hours. 
Yeah. Once I arrive in Abu Dhabi, I will be taken directly to the hotel. I mean, directly to the hotel where they will test me again. I think I test Wednesday and Thursday in Vegas. So two tests in Vegas. Then I will go directly to Abu Dhabi into the hotel. Another one of these up my nose test. From there, I will go to the hotel into my room for a 48 hour quarantine. Tested that day, tested the next day in order to be clean. And once I am tested by Tuesday, I think Monday or Tuesday, I will be able to walk around the perimeter of the fight bubble, the fight island bubble. So I've got about five days of traveling quarantine before I'm able to do anything. So it's about to be a rough one for me. So I'm gonna well, be on that NBA. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in the park, baby. I'm gonna be playing. I'm gonna be playing NBA 2K. So and UFC four. So if you really want to test yourself against me on EA, EA UFC four, let's go. I'll have plenty of time. Well, I hope you got a lot of uh, Beverly Hillbillies episodes waiting for you because you'll have a lot of free time. I got a and- new show. Designated oh. Survivor. Please watch it. It's so okay. good on Netflix. It's a great show. Well, next week you'll be joining us from Abu Dhabi, so that'll be very fun. Actually, the next like few weeks you'll be on the road. Have you guys figured out how to send the TV? Yeah, we'll we'll have the TV. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I guess I guess we just exposed that this is not. Can I borrow life. yours? Yeah. Can I borrow yours? Can you I'll send it for you, or I'll just come. I I get the invite to go, but maybe I'll you know I haven't been. It's to kind of sad Island. that you'll never experience Fight Island. Yeah, I'm not too sad about it. If I'm being you're not. Honest. No, I'm not too sad. About Why? I mean, I like being here. There was golf in Fight Island, but they took it away from us. So I can't even golf anymore. Uh, they took the golf out of Fight Island. Sad. Sad. It's sad. Well, I'll be thinking about you, okay? Have a yeah. safe trip. DC. It's, <laughs> it's it. That's it. It's over? Yeah. Show's over? Well, everyone's very upset. We're, we're, we've gone way too long. It's been eight minutes. I mean, what do you mean eight minutes? We're, it's just eight minutes longer. Yeah. We just Listen, it's, it's a tight. If we were on linear television right now and we went eight minutes over, we would be in huge trouble. Okay, so, you're right. You're right. You're you know right. what I'm saying? We'd already be in PTI because we're gonna be right. Oh, you know, like it'd be. <laughs> and, you know, we'd be getting bumped. We'd, we'd be, be getting bumped. bumped by the curling championships of the world. So anyway, uh, DC, safe travels. I'll be thinking about you. Great stuff as always. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, DraftKings and Manscaped. Thanks to all of you. And continue to rate, download, subscribe, review. Do all those things that you do because we're trying to climb those rankings. And we got some numbers. Boy, we got got some some numbers numbers. and you guys are helping us. So please. You guys are helping us. Thank you. Keep Keep doing that. Keep it up. Come on. Come on. Let's eat. Let's eat. Come on, guys. Let's eat. Let's eat all the way up to number one on ESPN. Back next week, same time and place. Until then, we say pace. We're out of here.